Hi. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel just woke up. <laughs> I just got here. I just got in the door and sat down. Um, this is Holly. And Daniel. Uh, and you are listening to Halfway Things. You are. Thanks for tuning in. Nobody tunes in anymore. Well, I guess you could still tune in. I don't what? know. What? Set your dials to no, Halfway Things can... okay, radio. I meant... <laughs> <laughs> You've done a radio, nobody tunes in. But I guess you can. It's just you press a button instead of turning a dial. You're still tuning into a specific frequency. <laughs> tuning in or tuning in? I said tuning. You said tuning. Oh, my gosh. Nobody tuned out there. <laughs> Real maturity. So I hope everyone had a wonderful week. Mm-hmm. One of the last. Is it the last weekend in summer? I don't think so. Is it next? No. The following week. Week is Memorial. Is Memorial. Is Labor Day. Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So almost. No, what? No white jeans anymore, guys. I only wear white jeans, so I don't really care about <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm just imagining you with skinny white jeans. You don't have to be skinny white jeans. I know, but it's funnier oh, okay. in my head. Um, almost the end of summer. Yes. Anyway, we celebrated by going to the beach this weekend. Sorry, we celebrated two weeks before Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, we celebrated the summer. Yes. And took Jack for the first time to the beach. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. He did like it. At first, uh, he was a little scared of the the waves. He would, like, they would touch him, and then he would run away. Well, I think it was more the, like, feeling was, of the sand going out underneath his feet. Maybe. It also was a little chilly. It the, was cold. The water was a little cold. Um, but after a little while and seeing the other kids were enjoying themselves, he was like, oh, this is supposed to be fun. And then he started to have a good time. Yeah, he enjoyed it. He had a lot of fun, and he loved playing with his shovel and his buckets. Mm-hmm. He tried to eat all the shells he picked oh up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Every dang shell went straight to his mouth. Yeah, and some small pebbles. Oh yeah, a lot of po- small pebbles. I don't know why. Like, does that t- is that supposed to tell you something as a parent? Like he's like thirsty he's not, or, or he he's doesn't hungry have or something? Yeah, and he's more iron. like that disease where they eat uh, rocks or chalk or they eat like weird things. I think it's separate though. If you have a mineral deficiency, sometimes you'll crave dirt. Yeah. But there's also just a disease where you eat weird things. Oh, good. So our son's not... He doesn't have a disease. <laughs> it's just weird. I hope not. But it was fun. We were all very tired out at the end of the day, and Jack was tired all day today. He, oh, my gosh. He woke up from his second nap, and it, with the exception of, like, 10 to 15-minute stretches, cried until we put him in bed. <laughs> And then as like as Daniel was bathing him, he was like falling asleep. Yeah, he was I was so trying to towel him off, and he just put his head on my shoulder and almost went he's, to sleep. He said, "Dad, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore." Because oh. today we had a big day too with mass, and we had a little celebration after mass because one of our uh, brothers is leaving. One of the Mercedarian friars at our parish is has been reassigned. Who so is he, a brother? But if you say one of our brothers, it makes it sound like my brother is leaving. My, like, biological brother. Yeah, we're not related, so our brother. <laughs> it could be, like, my, your brother-in-law be my brother. Right. Anyway. Anyway. But we had a little celebration after Mass, and then we went out to Trader Joe's, and yeah, yeah, it was a busy... It's a big day. Busy Sunday. Yeah, but he's he's asleep. He's getting some rest. Mm-hmm. But we're we are ready to go. We're wired. Sure. Maybe not. I did have... I say speak for yourself. I did have... Some espresso at like four. You did. 
Are you gonna? You're not gonna sleep well tonight. I always sleep fine. Um, and I just had like two handfuls of gummies. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's all set. On my sugar high. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Mm. Hope I don't crash. Mid podcast, just hit your head on the table. <laughs> it's not gonna be that bad. We'll see. Um, but anyway, we hope that everyone here had a great week or mm-hmm. there. And if you haven't done any summer stuff, do it. You only have two weekends left. I know, left. that's what we were like. Everyone oh, knows shoot. you can't have fun in September. It just doesn't happen. No. No. no you, you can. I, well, my birthday is in September, so. In the world of families. Yeah. <laughs> I think more people are coming to Philadelphia for my birthday. <laughs> that's why the Pope's coming. Yeah. Oh, guys, I had a dream last night that the Pope came over for dinner and that all of our rooms were too small for us, so we had to squeeze around. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Pope Francis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. But I, it was wonderful to have this. <laughs> <laughs> it was to both terrible the... <laughs> and wonderful at the same time. To have the Pope over for dinner was wonderful. Some people are going to, like, skip to the first five minutes and just hear, but having the Pope over dinner was wonderful. <laughs> we had, like, four cor- a four-course meal for him, too. Well, I would hope. I know, and I remember thinking in the middle of our dinner, being like, oh, my gosh, I think that I should be wearing vestments right now. Because nothing... Vestments? I, like, like, priestly vestments. Why? Because I had, in the dream, you don't make sense in dreams. You don't make sense in dreams. Hey, neither do you. Um... But I felt like nothing I owned was nice enough to wear with the Pope, so I had to wear priestly garments. <laughs> See, that's the problem. People think everyone needs to be a priest to have a place in the church, Holly. No, it's, it's not. Clericalism. No. It's clericalism. No, I just wanted to look nice. <laughs> and I know that the Pope would like vestments because he's the Pope, <laughs> so I might as well put them on. No, that'd be weird. That would send a weird message yeah, to the Pope. Yeah, I think he would eat dinner or something. He'd say, I think I'm going to have dinner someplace else. <laughs> no, he's nicer than I am. Mm, I'd hope so. More polite, at least. Is he saying you're nicer than the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely nicer than I am. All right, enough, All right, now that enough ha- squabbling. squabbling. Squabbling would be like arguing, so. Jabbering. Jabbering. Jawing. Jawing. Yeah. Jabbering. Jabberjays. Hunger Games. <laughs> I win. <laughs> they're not Jabberjays. They're Mockingjays. Oh, they the Mockingjays. The Mockingbirds breeded with the Jabberjays. Yeah. And then they... Uh, they mock everyone. They just go around mocking everyone. No. You know what they are. I know what they are. You don't have to explain <laughs> it to me. Uh, but um, this week we have been thinking a lot about um, how the church is universal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it took you so long to think I of it. I was trying to think of a synonym so we wouldn't keep saying the same word, universal. But I think it's, it is fitting when you have a correctly defined word to keep using that word. Yes. That's what you do. When you write a paper, you define your terms up front. Mm-hmm. So you say, every time I say this word, this is exactly what I'm referring to. All right. So if you're writing a paper about this, it'd be super you- boring. But instead, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, but I was thinking, one reason I wanted to do this podcast is because I was thinking back to where 
You uh, were thinking about. You were taking it back, and I then was, you were thinking it back. I, I was thinking back to when <laughs> <laughs> I was first coming into the or first like exposed to the church. Whenever you would take me to mass, when I was like not even interested in becoming Catholic, and one of the like one of the only things as a non-denominational Protestant coming into mass that I was attracted to was the fact that um, the readings were all the same between, like, every Catholic church in America, every Catholic church in Africa, in... Every Roman Rite church. Mm-hmm. In the whole world. In the world, yes. And that really amazed me, because that is... That was a very new concept for me. So it was really <laughs> cool, especially whenever Daniel and I were long distance, whenever I was going to whenever I was further along in the process and had decided to uh, take the steps to become Catholic and go to Mass. It was great when Daniel was in Atlanta and I was in Savannah that we were hearing the same readings, Mm -hmm. that we were having this, like, sense of community even though we were 300 miles apart. Yeah. And that... Don't do the math. Well, I don't think Savannah is 300 miles from Atlanta. I think it was. It's 500 miles from Philadelphia to... North Carolina to Charlotte. I'm a while apart. It's only three hours, so it's probably 180 miles away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but if you were going 180 miles an hour, and then it'd take you an hour. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, all the time, I think I've told you this on the podcast before, but would on road trips just be like, all right, well, if we could just go 970 miles an hour. No, not, that's, not, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm 120 miles away. If I could go 120, I'd be there in an hour. Yeah. That's frustrating. I know, those darn speed limits. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm walking someplace and <laughs> I, there aren't people I know or wouldn't be totally strange for me to run, I just run because it's so much quicker just than walking. faster. Like if I'm in the city and I like have to walk five blocks, just run <laughs> because it's so much quicker. Just hike up your backpack and run. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, the mass readings being the same. Yeah. Different masses. And how that was, because there was a huge focus for me on community, because it was the first time I had ever really experienced community in college, to think of a church that had a worldwide community. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that I was like, okay, there's something to this, and I really like it. And that was like the gateway into the, the Catholic church. And then who would have thunk Everything else was amazing. Mm-hmm. There's some old Italian priests like making out the lectionary, like, no, oh, this is going to pay off one day. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really was drawn to that. And I think it's a, it's a great aspect to the church that as Catholics, we kind of forget like how uh, unique and how special it is mm-hmm. that we really need to embrace it a little bit more. Yeah. That's true. Cause even if you think of like large, things that bind people like it's not like every american does love country yeah or loves country music yeah um or like does the same thing on a weekly basis you know like even something that's as like large as the united states there's no they don't do any one thing that unites them all at the same time i Mm -hmm. celebrate national holidays and that kind of thing but yeah so it's a really interesting aspect and not i mean Kind of goes without saying, but not just the mass readings, but the mass itself is yes. the same, ostensibly the same 
throughout the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is one way that the church is universal. But like with anything else with the church, when you like delve into something, you see that it like just appeals. Um, it, a full it just hits like all the points. So like mm-hmm. the universe, the church is universal in a lot of different ways. I think maybe the primary way or the most fundamental way is that it's for everyone. Yes. Like it's not just for this group of people. It's not just for you know this country or this region. It's the universal church. It's the um, you know, the holy yeah Catholicos, which means universal. It's the holy mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Um, even though the largest branch is the Roman Rite, and a lot of people say it's the Roman Catholic Church, it's more than that. It's all of the um, the Eastern Rite Catholic churches, and um, it's it's for everyone, despite not everyone calling themselves a member of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even someone who, like we were, we've said this before, like a a priest's. Uh, like parish boundaries are not limited to only the Catholics within those parish right. boundary, boundaries. He is a servant to all of those that is who his, live there. Yeah, that is his parish. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's. I think that's really cool because it mirrors Christ's um, command to the apostles to like to baptize all the nations to go out. Because that's kind of if you look at salvation history, you had the Israelites who God chose and like fostered and was like, you're going to be the light to all the nations. You're going to bring people in by your example and your fidelity to me. They didn't do that. So God becomes incarnate and Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection opens up that relationship to everyone. Yes. And says this, it's not, I'm not going to focus on this group of people and have them try to pull people in. I'm going out to everyone and kind of encompassing and now you all are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really cool that the Catholic Church, being founded by Christ, really takes that part of its mission seriously. It's not, it's never like, oh, that that continent, we're, we're not going to deal with that continent. Or that yeah. group of people, we really just don't need them in the church. Right. I, I'm sure there are Catholics and even priests and bishops who maybe think that way sometimes, but as a whole, the church is for everyone, and its goal is to... It's built for everyone. Right. It's built mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. All its of goal its... is to, to bring all those people into the church. Exactly. In the best, in the, the most ways possible. So like opening up parishes or doing home churches or wherever. Yeah. And various ways of spreading the gospel. Exactly. It's not just through opening buildings. Yes. Um, and I think the kind of other, another way for me at least that it's, really universal is that it it's for your whole life if that makes sense so you have the sacraments of initiation like when you're born you get baptized typically or when you decide you want to become christian or catholic you get baptized you have um the eucharist like along the way you have um like it just provides for you throughout your entire life no matter where you are right and that's, like, another aspect of its universality. Like, age doesn't really matter. It's not catered to just one. I was meaning more of it's there for you your entire life. I know. I, I need you to kind of d- differentiate that between. No, it, you're, it's there for you in birth and baptism. Right, so for every age. Right, but that just makes it seem like, oh, all ages are welcome. What I'm saying is it 
is relevant in every aspect of your life. It's the church is there to nurture and sustain you throughout your entire life at your wedding, at your ordination, like through the sacraments, those are different parts of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so you still, I don't think you're grasping it. Exactly. I'm grasping it. Yes. Yes. Not only is it not temporary tem- or, um, territorially limited, it's not limited temporally or chronologically either. Right. It's universe. It's not just um, for people in their 20s. It's not just right when you're born and when you die. Yeah. This is I just, I'm just repeating it because you still just yeah. have this like glaze. Because I feel like that face. was the same thing that I said. I think it's a little different. I mean, it's a little nuanced, but... You were thinking demographically, whereas I'm thinking... More like it life touches you throughout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it provides for you throughout your entire life. Like the church is, you know, an imitation of Christ... It's always going to be there for you when you're sick, when you're sick, mm-hmm. when you need healing, just like with the sacraments, the Eucharist helps you on your way through journey through life. The anointing of the sick helps you when you have periods of illness or you need healing. Um, you know, the last rites are there when you die, the funeral. So it's just enc- all encompassing that way. Yes, because we, like, as the church, the priests and the body of, of the parish, um, we are the, the body of Christ, and so we are supposed to represent his presence to our neighbors throughout every part of their life. Yes. Through the sacraments and through just being loving to one another. <laughs> just working what you give me. I thought I explained it perfectly. You didn't have to You're recap great. it. I just, like to, I just like to put my two cents in sometimes. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> I know, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else on kind of how it's universal? One thing... Okay, sorry. I know I That's asked you if you had anything else or not, but I have something else. That's okay. Go on. Um, is that I really love in Mass um, during one of the Eucharistic prayers. I think it's Eucharistic Prayer 3. Um, it says... Um, I'll just read the whole thing because it's kind of hard. The, the line I like doesn't make sense without the rest. But it says, You are indeed holy, O Lord. And all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. And I just really love when this prayer is recited at Mass, the idea of the sun kind of going around the world and in like each location like, because if you think about it, Mass is probably being offered, you know, on a Sunday at every hour of the day throughout the world. So it's almost like as the sun is going, there's Mass being celebrated underneath it. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. So there's just like a perfect or a pure sacrifice to Christ throughout the entire world. If, I mean, if we are so f- fortunate enough to be able to have people celebrating Mass in every part of the world. Right. I would imagine. I think so. Yeah. Along at least the... in, at least in each time zone there's one. Yeah. 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 So that when I think of like the church is universal, that line always sticks out to me that the entire world giving praise and worship to the sacrifice of the mass throughout the day. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't have I I don't have any more. <laughs> Good. Um Yeah, so that's how the church is universal. Um, it's universal in a lot of other ways, um, but I think those are ways that we kind of thought we that we thought of. And, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So I think it's important to talk about not only that the church is universal, but why it's important for the church to be universal. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it better for the church to be this sort of global thing rather than, say, this country does its thing and this country does its thing? Because that is... um, Or this parish does this one. And that's the... like. In the non-Catholic Christian world, that's kind of how it is. Like there isn't, there might be a loose, overarching organization, but for the most part, it's each little group does their own thing, and mm-hmm. there's not like a clear, there's not a visible, universal church in mm-hmm. in in Christian communities who aren't Catholic. For me, one of the the my favorite things coming into the church that I saw that um, speaks to that is that, like it's all you're all we're all hearing like one voice through the scriptures read at mass and through the spirit speaking through that to us and mm-hmm. through the different homilies like all of our homilies can be drastically different but we did hear all of the same uh biblical readings um and scott Hahn made this really great point in his book consuming oh, the word thank you um consuming the the word that whenever he was a pastor before converting to Catholicism, he was able to obviously like pick and choose the Bible, the Bible verses that he would speak on every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if he like he would kind of start first with the message that he wanted to give, and then cut, like pick the Bible verses to support that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it would be the op or vice versa. But still, like he would he would be able to to pick and choose. Yeah. What verses he wanted to do. And uh, Catholic priests do not have that luxury. And so they're kind of uh, forced to speak about, like, what is there in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot less wiggle room to say, like, or to, like, I don't want to say manipulate the scriptures because I don't think that people would consciously do but that. But it's less easy to be selective, which what's which scriptures yes. you talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, lately... Like, within the past three weeks, we've been talking about the Bread of Life discourse, which the church is very obviously saying to the priests, like, speak about the Eucharist. Yeah. This is what Jesus is talking about in all of these Old Testament and uh, New Testament uh, letters mm-hmm. are speaking about. And it's a very important part of our faith, and uh, we should talk about this, and priests are picking up on that. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I know today... This Sunday's reading, the second reading, um, was uh, John six, something. That was the ma- that was a gospel reading. Oh, what were the you second saying? reading? Oh, you said that. Um, was one of the letters from Saint Paul where he's I think it's it's a Corinthians where he's like wives be subordinate to your husbands. Yeah. Um, but as as that one was read, I was like, I wonder how many people are going to preach on that on instead, that, or or just don't mention it because it says yeah. wives be subordinate to your husbands in it, and I think that's kind of. I could see that as easily being skipped. Yes. Because. It's a hard, it's been taken out of context, out of context and used poorly many times. But I appreciated that the whole excerpt like ended with, or like included, husbands love your wives in the same way that Christ loves the church right. and if you look at it the guys have the harder job i know like women just have to be subordinate and supportive men have to love like christ did which which ended up getting him killed <laughs> so <laughs> but we just need to love with christ's love in merit in marriage like, right. right it says it just right there yeah it's not saying women 
listen to men throughout your whole life. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're getting onto a tangent. But in the in the very least, everyone, you know, heard that passage today at mass right. in its entirety. And I mean, if we could use that a little bit as an illustration to to say what um, the point that I'm making. That like if some, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to like map it out. You can just say the point you're so gonna make. So what happens is I think about it and I say it as I'm thinking it. So I'm formulating. I know. The... Remember, remember, I was like, okay, think, Start with think the... about something before you say it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna try it? <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, okay. You don't have to pause that long. <laughs> but a pastor could. A lot of dead air here, Holly. <laughs> Sorry. Conceivably. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Could conceivably take the husband's or wives submit to your husband's and only talk about that first little bit. Right. And not talk about that second half. Yeah. And, a, and it, preach on how. You're saying in a church where there's not a set lectionary where the same readings are yes, read throughout. Yes. The, yes. Um, and he could do a whole sermon about that. Right. But without the context of the wider church or the other scriptures or anything else, then you could. It is conceivable. <laughs> it's not inconceivable. <laughs> um, but then it also points to another great thing about having a universal church with a universal teaching body is that there is a correct way to interpret that scripture. You know, the church being christ present on earth has um has a teaching authority and they can say this is the correct way to interpret this passage or this isn't a correct so the church mm-hmm. wouldn't say um or the church would say this passage does not mean that women should have no saying decision making at all in a relationship mm-hmm. yes um so that's like another good part about having a universal church is you have someone to say this controversial point or this, yeah, this passage that could be taken different ways. This is a definitive way to think about it, mm-hmm. and that's it, backed with like timeless teaching that the church. That, right, it's not sort of they don't have a meeting each year and, and decide, decide how. New things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but I love that it's it's one voice that it's one source that you're getting each week at mass that mm-hmm. you're getting like the same. Ideally, I think this should all be kind of. Disclaimer were that I'm sure there are some parishes and, um, you know, maybe regions where the, um, how should I put this delicately? The, uh, wishes of the church are not fully carried out. Yes. Though that does not change the wishes of the church. Right. Like I, like you can't focus on all the flaws of all of the, People who have undermined the church and gone astray from what church's teachings, what church teachings are, you need to focus on what the church teachings are. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, there are always exceptions to people who break the rules, and but, that's very frustrating. But at least we have rules. Like, it's good yes. that you do have rules and it's established. Because um, mm-hmm. if you're just in a church that's just regional or even just one one specific congregation and that's it, like, then they make kind of all their own rules. And I think it's when you have a group of people that is just in a specific area or specific location, you tend to just think only of what concerns that group of people. 
So whereas the Catholic Church, we're in every country, in every continent, we are kind of forced to go beyond just ourselves. And we're reminded of that um, through praying for the entire church. Like we can't just think about ourselves because we are constantly reminded we're connected to something much bigger than us. Right. And I think that that kind of is the reason why the Catholic church has such like a strong stance and such a well-founded stance uh, for social justice. Um, Like if, if I were in a parish that were like a neighborhood church or something, like I might not necessarily see abortion or poverty or sex trafficking um, or even like slavery or anything like that. But that doesn't mean that those issues do not need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because the church is global and that there are areas of those of the world where those are more prevalent and actually seen. And whenever you step out from your neighborhood and look like abortion is definitely there, even though you don't see it in your neighbor. Um you just know those those issues really need addressing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the church is able to, to pick up on those. Right. And is able to take take action because they are present in all of those different mm-hmm. areas. So, like, we don't necessarily... We do have missions, but we don't necessarily have to have a mission in Africa. We have parishes in Africa, you know? Right. And, I'll, like, when I think of, like, a problem like homelessness... Like, if in my day-to-day life, just driving to work, driving home, I don't come across homeless people, generally. Like, I honestly can't think of a single time that happened. Um, So without the church kind of reminding me that you're, it's it's not just your life. Like, there are other people in this world. There are other regions where this is a problem, and this is something that needs addressing. Whether that's donating to a missionary, donating to... um, a homeless shelter or just simply praying for those people who mm-hmm. without homes like due to its universal nature the church calls us to a universal state of mind mm-hmm. and to not just worry about myself or my region or what i can see in front of me and it's not always a fault it might be like oh i don't think about that because right. this isn't a it's just not that prevalent yeah where you are and it's important to note that we need to that we understand it globally but that the emphasis is uh implementing it locally so like taking these big issues and like recognizing the the dignity of the human person mm-hmm. and everybody and implementing that into your community and into um your immediate surroundings and your neighbors um like just that understanding is kind of because we see all of those issues that come out of a disregard for the dignity of the human life we are able to uh embrace life a little bit more Mm-hmm. fully because right. of it yeah and um i think that kind of touches on it a little bit but um we also just want to talk more a little bit about like what are the fruits of being in a universal church why mm-hmm. is this important to us as a family and as members of um a community yeah and i think that like as americans we have a, it's a very easy culture to fall into the world revolves all around me Right. And that my issues are the only issues that I need to worry about and I need to fix. Mm-hmm. Where, like, this global understanding and this global mentality is, like, no, you're part of a global family and we all care about each other because we're all in this life together and we all care fully about each other because we're all people and people of God and made in his image. Mm-hmm. And uh, even on a 
um, less severe level. <laughs> well, I wanted to say that before you got into family, oh, okay. but I tried to squeeze it in. But oh, okay, no, you couldn't. Note, you couldn't tell. Yeah, no. barely noticed. <laughs> it was out of place. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Um, something that's really cool being in like a Catholic community that are we're united by our love for Christ and we are members of the same church is that you see um, trends in thought or um, ideas um, even in our own little podcast world um, I think last week we mentioned how Catholic Stuff You Should Know released a podcast on desolation the same week we um, spoke about consolation and desolation mm-hmm. um, and I don't I, I always joke, like, oh, they're just copying us. But I don't think it's coincidence that these trends pop up in the same places among Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's, I think, part of it is just being part of a universal community that is um, hearing the same things at Mass, that is hearing the same things from the Holy Father. Um, but also there's just the movement of the Spirit within the yeah. Church. Like, we believe that um, the Holy Spirit, you know, guides and protects the Holy Catholic Church, that the Spirit is with us, guiding us. So it's not surprising that we tend to recognize and think of similar things at, at similar times. Because the Spirit is speaking those things to us. Right. Like there is, it happens very often where I'll be talking with a friend and a topic will come up and I'll be like, I just talked about this with another friend like two days ago. Mm-hmm. And she was talking, and she said this, this and that. And like, we can kind of share in this bigger conversation because we just happen to be thinking about similar topics, and it's right. because the spirit is moving within us to to think about these things yeah. and to challenge us in, in these ways. And it's also it's nice to have a shared culture. Like I think, mm-hmm. like outside of the church, I really don't think I share a culture with anyone else, other than like kind of silly things, like oh, you're from this town, you like this baseball team. Yeah. Like to really share something that affects the very center of our lives and to kind of just be able to talk to someone about that using the same vocabulary or similar experiences like oh yeah at mass the other day or I was in adoration the other day and this happened like just speaking with someone who knows that and gets that experience it's like you get to share that culture and that understanding and you can through that kind of pull out the fruits of your experience better through communing and speaking with someone else about it. I've I think it's important to also say that the, like, the one culture is not this, like, like, I think of, like, all of the terrible things with, like, colonization and, like, the English, like, taking over India and, like, trying to make India into England and taking away their culture and, like, Mm -hmm. their vibrancy and what makes them so beautiful. But the church, like, like, doesn't say, like, oh, you have to stop wearing certain clothes to fit in here. Like, it's very... it is a culture without being um, uh, imposing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it kind of um, brings out the beauty of each culture. Because they're yes. just universal human traits. Like, you're going to, um, you know, think of nature in this way. Maybe not. There, are, there aren't a ton, but there are universal human traits. But the church also is able to... Um, allow cultures to bring their understanding to the truth. Because the truth is a truth no matter what. So if you're in a certain area where there's different kind of symbols and Mm -hmm. um, tradition of representation, it's going to look different, but you can still point to the same truth. I always think of um, 
the different images of um, the Blessed Mother like yeah. throughout the world. And then it's cool because in the apparitions, she generally looks like the people she's appearing to. So mm-hmm. Our Lady of Guadalupe has darker skin, looks more like the, the native Mexicans, or I guess they'd be native Mexicans. Yeah. I was going to say, they didn't call themselves Mexico before the Spaniards got there, but... I'm not sure. The Native the Americans residing in the southern part of North America. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Oh, so but, PC. Yeah, but there are lots of images of the Blessed Mother, like um, with dark skin, who looks Chinese or Japanese, mm-hmm. um, and it's just really cool because that's the truth, but it can fit all these cultures. Right. Rather than, yeah, I guess that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. The truth can fit many different. Um, national or ethnic cultures but it's still it's still the truth right i was just because like sometimes with like facebook or like with uh trends that are so easily communicated nowadays people are afraid of just all becoming this like one really boring culture eventually Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to clarify that like we don't mean that we're heading in that direction we still embrace the beauty and the distinction between people but see the truth within them. Right. And there are certain things, like with the Roman Rite liturgy, that's the same throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe some people complain that's too Western. Um, but I think there is a, there's a balance to doing something similarly so we can still have the same experience, but allowing leeway right. for different modes of expression. I've always thought, um, and some friends recently echoed this, and I was like, yes, I always say that, <laughs> is that, um, the mass should be the mass, but everything outside of the liturgy can take on those cultural components. Yes. Like we, um, our young adult community on Thursday nights has a holy hour, um, and we have adoration and benediction. Um, but the music we play during the holy hour is like contemporary music. Like it's kind of our own sort of cultural imprint on it. Um, and that's like, that's fine that's like liturgically permissible because it's like outside of the mass and like you know the benediction has to follow a certain form but Mm -hmm. um people need to learn to worship outside of mass not just limited to mass because that's when you can bring in this encounter with culture a little Mm -hmm. a little more Mm -hmm. and for us for our holy hours that is the way that we pray like the way that Mm -hmm. the way that we are hearing and listening to that music we are praying together to christ so like that is just the expression of our prayer so we cannot we don't have to conform the expression of our prayer toward anything right and this is how our community and our culture worships right. i was just saying that for me i think you leave the mass where it is but anything outside of the mass is is free to be culturally um, mm-hmm. to have that encounter with culture mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was yeah <laughs> So what about as a family? Why does our family benefit from being part of Universal Church? Well, I think, again, it, it really counters the mentality like, well, this is all about me and that um, why don't why don't we care about why I didn't get this toy or like to a to our children? I think mm-hmm. it teaches this great mentality of like this world is huge and the, like issues are there are really large issues at play. So like the smaller things don't matter as much. So like mm-hmm. we might not have as big of hopefully who knows big of meltdowns because <clears throat> a dinosaur uh, I don't know is if missing this is gonna, well if we yeah it's a pretty big deal You're but like a dinosaur you can kind of speak they have this perspective that the world and its issues are 
they're they're at least aware of it. I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I don't yeah. think logic and ration like reason doesn't, doesn't work really on small kids. children, but eventually we raise that our pers- children. Yeah. Yeah, I think that perspective is good to my stomach just growled. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's very loud. I wonder if the microphone. Oh, picked it definitely it up. picked it up. Oh no. Blame it on the baby. Yeah, the baby is making noises. Um, I just mean that that perspective is a very healthy perspe- perspective to uh, be raised on. Mm-hmm. That it's like a more global awareness. Mm-hmm. I think it's also cool that we can just knowing that there are other people in similar experience like with similar experiences across the world mm-hmm. you know and like there are people who use nfp you know in europe and in yeah. africa and in asia and to i don't know for me just like there's some other guy somewhere i don't even know who's similar to me who's mm-hmm. um trying to raise a family trying to live out their faith and they're in who knows like central europe or poland or something crazy like just having that connection and it kind of makes it feel like you're in it together. Like mm-hmm. you're, ne- I'm never just like, oh, no one else has ever had this thought or this experience ever. And right. I cannot bring this problem to anyone because it's totally unique to me. Right. Yeah. Just the global understanding. Yeah, I should have used global understanding, <laughs> which Holly has been saying. Um, my mistake. Uh, um. Yeah, I just think that and. Just being a part of a larger family, thinking of the church as a as a global family, global. So, if, so should I have a global I, understanding, understanding of your global family? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be a part of a larger family too, like I love. This is a small snapshot of that, but like I love going to the playground with all a bunch of a group of moms from our parish. All go to the playground this summer. Uh, on, his, on the same day, and it's like fun. What, whatever. <laughs> it's like fun. It's not really fun. It's just like fun. No, we just all meet at the playground together for a play date. But I, I don't think you need that much explanation. <laughs> I think people get it. It's just like people who show up in the same place <laughs> and then hang out there, and the kids do similar things. God. <laughs> I'm. Tr- I'm trying. Um, okay. I'm working Continue. on it. Continue. Um, we <laughs> so we meet at the playground. <laughs> Hold on, let me take some notes because I don't think I'm following. Um, but it's great. Like Jack can kind of run around a little, like a lot more freely whenever I'm with them because I kind of know that all the other mothers are also watching Jack. Yeah. Like I can trust them to rein him in if he goes out the gate or runs close to the swing like the, another mother is going to come like swoop him up if, mm-hmm. if i can't get there in time or something yeah mind you i am keeping a good eye on our child holly but... like she just drops jack off <laughs> you guys deal with them but this idea that like all the kids are ours kind of like yeah or at least um you are comfortable with kind of the values and understandings of all of the other women and parents there so right. like you know, they're not going to be swearing and your kid hears exactly. it. Or they're, if, you know, if they're over at a friend's house, you kind of know like, oh, okay, they're, you know, if Jack does something, they're going to tell you, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is great to have that because it is, it's helpful. Like it's like having a bigger extended family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it kind of, it feels like I'm going to see like an extended family. Right. And that's just a small snapshot, snap shot. I almost said Snapchat. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think um, that you may sound like a little more local, mm-hmm. but I think that comes from having a universal church with set values and saying, you know, right. the church says children are a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. The church says that, you know, as parents were charged with raising them as Christians. Mm-hmm. So when you have that global, you know, universal value and belief, you can trust that in our local community, which is a part of this one, those values permeate to that level. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I might not know those women too terribly well, but I know that they're going to look out for my child because they mm-hmm. know that children are beautiful and wonderful and to be loved. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And do, I you think... wanna, do you want to explain a play date again? <laughs> I, I think there's someone, there's one person out there who's like, oh, I just don't get it. No, I'm no, good. You're good. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm sorry for my... I'm just not very good at speaking sometimes. Sometimes I'm okay, sometimes I'm not. And tonight, I just wasn't. <laughs> Let's be real. It's all right. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Did you have a closing Uh I did, but I forgot argument? it. So, oh. no problem. Was it good? Yeah, it was so good. Okay. Like dynamite. Well, what'd you say? It was like dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> That's a phrase. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Well, that seems like a good place to end. Um, I hope everyone has a dynamite week. <laughs> <laughs> but really, um, if you've never really thought of yourself as a global community or part of a global community. Um, you don't have a global understanding. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're at mass or doing something uh, with your family, keep that in mind that it's not it's just it's not just you in this city, in this town, in this country. It's the entire world. And that Christ, you know, it sounds cliche, but Christ loves everyone and calls everyone to what you have. So, you know, maybe that'll help you uh, have patience in dealing with someone else or move you to kind of speak about Christ to someone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? He works in mysterious ways. He does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well... Thank you, everyone, for trudging through that one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions, which I can't believe anyone would have a question after that. I think we I explained know. everything really clearly. Play dates are, like, super clear. <laughs> um, but feel free to email us, um, halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Uh, like us on Facebook. And if you have a m- moment this week, uh, go on to iTunes and give us a review. Um it it helps people find us and it you know the more people who review it and download it it puts us on other lists so if you think we're worth um sharing with someone else definitely share the podcast with someone else but if you have a minute um rate us on itunes we'd really appreciate it yeah and we'll pray for you more than the rest of the people Mm -hmm. just kidding we're praying for all of you we are so we ask that you pray for us too and have a great week (laughs) bye everyone bye just stay